I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to the Independent Agent Podcast, episode whatever. 28? 28, I don't know, it's a lot. Justin just keeps whipping me and making me do these every week. It's, it's brutal, brutal workhorse. We've got our pal Kenny with us here today. Hi Kenny. Hi Jeremy. Good to see you. You too. Okay. <laughs> you spent too much time home alone, isolated from others. Uh, I miss that show. It's such a good show. It's such a good show. So just watch some old YouTube clips. No, they've got new episodes out that I just am way behind on. But part of the whole fun of watching South Park is that it's so current. Like mm-hmm. they probably have something like a state by state episode that's going on with COVID right now, you know? Oh, I'm sure they do. So beverages. Yes. Okay. We are drinking a whiskey sour. Okay. So it's bourbon, fresh squeezed lemon juice. A little bit of simple syrup, 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 simple syrup, simple syrup. First drink of the day. Simple syrup. What else we put in there? Oh, so as a garnish, we have a little lemon wheel, which is now sunk to the bottom uh, with a maraschino cherry. So how sour, scale of one to 10, when you say whiskey sour? Well, I don't know what your taste buds are. Okay, so like- Apple heads? Apple heads, lemon heads. Um, Apple heads are, are more sour than lemon heads, right? No. You wouldn't say so? No, no, no. Not at all. Apple heads are sweeter than lemon heads. They used to be John and the Apple Seeds. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. You know what I got here when I was um, buying the beer at the store? Is sour punch straws. Remember those? Mm, those yeah. are great. Yeah. But those are so sweet. I don't, I don't know, man. Okay, so you know, here we go. It's been, it's been a significant amount of time since I've ordered one of these. I like it. I, I do he like the sour. It. I do like the sour. And that's whiskey. It's bourbon in there, Justin. Okay. This is a winner. This is a winner. <laughs> is this a first? So I, if I go, go if, if bars ever open again, right. if, if our great governor decides that he doesn't want us to just stay in a depression, I go and ask for a whiskey sour. Yep. And they'll make it just like this? I mean, hopefully. It's a pretty basic recipe. All right. I think it was two parts whiskey, one part lemon, about half a part simple syrup, something like that. How many more calories does it have than my ultra? I don't know on the calories. The things that's probably going to get you on the calories are going to be the um, the simple syrup in there. So you could probably do like agave or something like that to, to mellow that out or be healthier or whatever. 
you and your hippie people want to do. My hippie people. Yeah. Just because we're on the opposite side of the fence, <laughs> the healthcare equation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I will read this first question because last week you had trouble reading. <laughs> Which we'll see if my eyes work this week, but man. All right, here we go. The last few years, agency owners have brought the leadership team together from uh, our agency owners. <laughs> oh, who's having uh, trouble this yeah. week? <laughs> our agency owners have brought the leadership team together from across our 25 locations to develop the strategic plan for the agency. There's a lot of great discussion and brainstorming during that time, but we typically land on 30-plus initiatives. Holy God. <laughs> we end up not accomplishing hardly any of the goals that we start to accomplish because we're trying to attack too many things at the same time. I've advocated to reduce this list significantly, but we continue to take the same approach. Is there anything else we can do to help ownership see that less is more when it comes to setting goals for the agency? Okay, you're not allowed to make fun of me reading anymore and my, my ability. No, you this botched was, this it like three no, different times. No, I didn't botch it. I read it exactly as it was. No, you stopped like four times. Because I had to correct grammar. Okay. Anyway, 30's a lot, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Way too many. We did an activity. Have we talked about that thing we did with Daryl? Mm-hmm. Yes, you have. Yeah. So I guess I'll By go the back. way. What? We haven't started on any of those? No, maraschino cherries, the ones that, that come and they look bright red, uh-huh. taste better than what we just had. No. Mm-hmm. I like the rubbery texture. That oh, this is a little you're too kidding chewy. me. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So, so the, the maraschino cherries that I buy are the fancy ones, which, no shock, Justin likes the cheap-ass ones. But, yeah, these are Luxardo, and you really prefer the, the cheap yeah, little red maraschino absolutely. cherries? absolutely. For like Shirley Temple's, those yeah, ones? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Go ahead and answer the question. Don't even... It didn't come from the same parents. <sighs> yeah, so we did that, That, but if we've already talked about it, we've already talked about it. But in short, we did a, a thing with a consultant friend of ours who came in. We, we sat down with our office. Everyone came up with ideas. And then we started... Everyone had a certain amount of number of votes. And we started voting, and whatever had the the highest three basically won. So we chose three initiatives. Then COVID happened, so I don't know if we've done anything on any of them. We took a break because... um, It's a kind way of saying that. Well, I I think with everybody. So we outsource a lot to India, and our outsourcing company, along with most of them, got shut down right overnight. And so that workload came back onto our staff's uh, lap and so, given the fact that I didn't want them to quit, <laughs> we we pushed that off a bit. Yeah. Did you have another thought on this? I'm sure I do, but go ahead. Okay. I'm just going to drink for a little bit. All right. You you drink your sour. Uh, my thought on this is it, it comes back to you can only hold so many things accountable, and you know whether it's three, five, seven. Well, you you might have, if you're a massive organization, 30 goals that you have, but they may be three goals per department, right? So if this is a massive company, that could be a reasonable thing, but you would have different committees responsible for different things. Depending upon, I mean, even, you know, 25 locations, I still say that's a, a steep goal. Unless you had one location responsible for one thing. Yeah. If you had different niches throughout the country, but in in general, 
it's really the devil and how you're going to hold everybody accountable to those goals. And if it's anything like, well, either one of our companies, there's me throwing ideas at the wall and saying, okay, let's start doing this. And then there has to be others like Jordan who tell me, hey, Justin, let's finish the first thing first and move on to the next task. And so as far as ownership is concerned and and talking to them about how you can be more effective as an organization with goal setting, you set things that one, are measurable, two, I would say set the bar higher for fewer goals, right? So if, if one of your objectives was we want to get more referrals, and that was one of them. Instead of the, the goal being one referral a month, maybe it's three referrals for that particular person in the agency a month to ask for those referrals versus having lots of different goals and only a small amount of success in each of those areas. Go deeper into one of the goals or make it more, you know, more difficult. I think it also eliminates the ability for people to have excuses. Right, because if you have ten different processes they have to focus on, and you set all these metrics, and then they don't execute on any of them, you know, say, well, it's because I was doing this, or I do this, or I do this. Versus your job, the only thing you're getting measured on this month is getting three referrals. Did you do it? No. You don't have any other. Well, this and this and this. Right. So I think that's easier. I also, this is my my own personal belief, and this is. What I I would say that it's the reason that I have had most success in my life. Always, always, always tackle the easiest, quickest jobs first. Get them done. People say do the hard ones, the other ones. I, I couldn't disagree more. Do the easy, low-hanging fruit. And I think it's that you know second law of thermodynamics. dynamics. You know, body in motion stays in motion. When, when you... Body at rest stays at rest, right? Same concept. I did not pay attention in that class. I don't even think I took a class on it. But it applies to life, right? Like That's why, what's the saying that like, if you need something done, ask the busiest person you know, right? Because their time management, their whatever, they know how to get things done. So when Justin and I first started Total CSR, there was about a hundred different things. And if I started with the biggest one, right? It wouldn't have gotten done. So Justin and I started breaking things out and just so we could start going bit by bit by bit and then feel like, okay, we're actually doing something. We're gaining some ground. We're making a difference. We're, you know, you can't take on the biggest project at first. Um, so that's what I would tell you is, hey, take the five maybe most important that you want for the year. And if, if you're going to go, if it's one team that's going to be in charge of implementing all, the, all of these, have them do the easiest task first and get that done. And I think it's also important to say that it goes back to the vision of the company. If the the vision of the company is, hey, we need to grow by this amount because we ultimately want to be this size regional broker or what have you being your goal, uh, certain goals or certain targets become more important than others. And just because it's something to strive for doesn't mean that should be the priority that we strive for right now. And especially during this time where everything's been turned on its head, you may need to eliminate 27 of those things because the only thing that really matters right now is revenue. Right. And or, or even on that note, like let's let's make it easier. Let's say you get 
I don't know, 30 cert requests in a day. And you finished up whatever other work you have to do and you go, okay, I've got these 30. And you've got one that's going to be, it's got difficult contractual language. You're going to have to go back and forth, do it. You can get that one, start on that one, and then maybe you'll get to the other ones later. Or you can cram out, crank out the 90, 29 other ones, and then you'll have 29 happy clients and maybe one frustrated client because they have a difficult one, but then you can explain to them how difficult it was. right? If you get through the little easy, quick ones, then you've accomplished significantly more than getting through, maybe getting through the hard one, and maybe you're not even able to get through that in the day. You know, It's the same concept. So a, a lot of people disagree with me, and that's fine. They can be wrong. But that's my, my theory on how to complete tasks in life. If it's not going to generate revenue, if it's not going to retain business, then it becomes a secondary thing right now. And uh, actually, Olivia just finished her ebook she just wrote on accountability. Uh, Olivia, if you don't know her, uh, you don't know Schmidt Podcast. She works us for head of, head of marketing. You don't know her, you don't know Schmidt. Exactly. Uh huh. Uh huh. Plug of a podcast. But also, uh, she headed her previous employer's implementation of Indio. And so she had to get everybody on board throughout the process from the research phase to implementation. And what it comes back down to is accountability. What's going to be measured, how it's going to be measured, when it's going to be measured, where can we find those results, et cetera. And if if you don't have a person who's going to monitor all of this, then you might as well have no goals. So your goal number can only be as big as the bandwidth as the person who needs to monitor the progression towards achieving those goals. Right. And so that's a real honest conversation to have because at an organization like we have at either one of our companies, we run a very flat organization. I don't want middle management that's overseeing things. I, I largely believe they're a waste of space depending on, on what their function within the company is. And so if your person who's supposed to manage that process doesn't have the bandwidth, it maybe should just be one goal. Or maybe it's when we complete this goal after the first quarter, we move on to the next one in the second quarter, and then in the third quarter, and then fourth quarter, if we have time. And we run to this with Total CSR. If you guys knew what I had on the development roadmap for Total CSR for 2020, yep. and then when everybody looked at me and I just said, hey guys, we can do it, and I think they all turned their backs on me because we want to actually put out a quality product and not just a uh, quantity of, of, of work as right. well. So uh, you got to have people with the bandwidth. You have to make sure there's going to be the accountability, and you've got to make sure it matches the dominant priorities of the agency. Cool. Good? Yeah. Yeah. Next question. One of my employees has a goal to earn an insurance designation in the next two years. He has made a few attempts with a few of the courses, but has not had any success passing them, passing the exams. There's both time and money involved, each time we send him away to a class and the expenses are starting to add up, especially considering the unsuccessful results. Do I let him continue working on the designation? Should I put a limit on how much more the agency will spend if he continues to fail? <laughs> I've got a lot of thoughts on this. So it goes back to, uh, do you even need a designation? And I have a lot of thoughts on this. And I, I personally believe that, the purpose is to learn and better serve your customer base. If you feel, regardless of a test result, 
that that person is becoming that much better of an agent by going through the coursework, then it may be worth it taking the designation course. So for example, if they're learning about general liability insurance and they don't pass the test, well, I know of at least a couple circumstances where people failed these uh, exams and it was error on the system on the other end. And it was like, they just readily admit, Hey, the system is broken. We don't know how to track it and we don't have this all together. And so the person likely passed the test, but the fact that they went through it again and became, you know, the sharpen their tool even more could be beneficial to an extent. The per, it goes back to why do you get the designation, right? Some organizations want you to have that designation. Some people value that more than others. I am not a big believer unless it actually does something, right? I'm going to go on my pedestal here and talk about designations. I think that it's a great marketing ploy that I say to you, okay, you're going to take these four to seven courses. You're going to go through the entire process and you're going to have to pass them regardless of whether or not they apply to what you do. But at the end of them, so if, if, if two out of the seven have nothing to do with what you're, you're going to actually work on day to day, that's still part of the designation. Of course, you go through it and you get the designation. And for that, you then get to pay annual dues. So then you get to pay annual dues and then you get to do an update so you can keep the designation. Now, who's the person that benefits most from the designation? Well, let's talk about this. Your employer may think there's some value because, hey, if you have this, it meant you went through this process and you learned something. But what commonly gets pitched is your client is wowed because you have this designation. And in truth, your clients give <laughs> yeah. two craps. They don't know what the hell it means. They just know you got these initials after your name. Right. means nothing to them. And I challenge anybody from any of those organizations, get on the phone and show me the first client who actually values that. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is coming from two guys who, between the two of us, I think have like 12 sets of designations or something yeah. like that. We have them all. They're on our business cards. They're whatever. I, I've never had a single client, and, and we each have hundreds and hundreds of clients, and, and let alone prospects either. I mean, we've talked with, I've talked with probably tens of thousands of different contractors. But but let's jump in here because I think it's important because someone will say, well, but if you have a really sophisticated account, right? Jordan has a client that I, I think pays five to $7 million of insurance premium a year. They're as sophisticated as they come. They don't care what the designation is. They care what he can do with the knowledge that he possesses. Right. Now, I just want to jump in because I, I didn't get to quite finish my finish. point. Here's my point. Who benefits most? The education company. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they've crafted the narrative. And again, it's, it's very brilliant, right? Hey, this is so important. You're going to do so much better. You're going to make more money by having this designation. Awesome. Well, now everyone puts those initials on their signature and on the business cards, right? It's free advertising for the education company. And you pay them to not only take their classes year over year to keep the designation, but to also have the benefit of advertising for them with your business card when none of your customers care. Yep. I, I, I completely agree with everything you said. I don't fault the education companies. They're capitalists. They need to find ways 
to build up revenue, and that's a great way to do it. It's very smart. I just I, I disagree with it because I, I think it's it's perceived not perceived value, not actual value. Yeah, right. I mean, in truth, I mean, so candidly, Total CSR has a designation for for our programs. Uh, we said for a long time we weren't going to do a designation. Um, we did because a lot of our customer, or well, it wasn't really the agencies. It was the uh, employees the, of the agencies. Yeah, the employees. I was say students, whatever, uh, wanted the designation uh, because they wanted something to show for the fact that they had it. So we really did, um, you know, put time and thought, and we really didn't want to do it. We ended up doing it, but. We actually believe ours means something because they're able to accomplish something if they if they have the TCSR designation. Now, that doesn't mean that that's not true of other ones. However, you don't lose your designation if you don't do the follow up hours. Like you've taken the course, you've passed the course. I mean, I don't get my BA taken away from USC because I don't go do follow up courses there. Like this is this is something that's like unique to the continuing education in different industries, right? This yeah. is not like a, I don't know. So you get my point. I should have had a notepad. I had other thoughts that I was going to bring, but. It's the equivalent of the broker fee, right? Why are you going to hate on broker fees? I'm not hating on broker fees. I'm just saying what it is, right? You, in a lot of cases, brokers are justifying it. They're not providing any value add for it, but they're just, hey, we've got this fee and we're attaching it. And depending on your state, that's allowed or it's not right. allowed. But, you know, the, the value proposition that you get for paying membership dues is really to increase the margin of that education company. Nothing else. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I was going to say the other thing is you, you do need to consider whether this individual just may not be the sharpest tool in the shed. I mean there is that option that they've gone through these courses multiple times and not been able to pass. Right. Yeah. So as for myself, there is a prominent institution who has a lot of courses that people like to get their designation from. And when I first came in the business, I don't know, whenever I came in, Oh seven. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Justin's like, you got to go and you got to pass these courses, etc. I didn't get them all done and they're allocated time period because I got I passed four, I think, out of five in the time frame. And then we left uh the company we were at to go start our own and so we didn't have bandwidth to finish it. And then I came back this is what, three years ago mm -hmm. to go retake one because they wiped my slate on whether or not those were still valid anymore. So I had to go over and we thought, hey, this would be an important designation to hold, et cetera, for the organization. And the one on, on running an agency, I passed after being in the business for about a month. And then after running an agency for 12 or 13 years, I didn't pass it. So that's kind of the, the spot where I was like, this whole thing, like the way that these things are structured, it just doesn't make sense. This is way before Total CSR too. So... But it just it just played into it. I remember walking back and telling Justin, like, I'm never taking one of these classes again. This thing's a joke, you know. So, but here at Total CSR, we just don't bitch, right? We do something about it. We when we don't like something, we start our own damn company, right? Which is it's it's yeah, it's true actually. <laughs> 
So, um, was that all the questions? Was that both questions? Yeah. Cool. <sighs> Anything else, Jess? I just would say there's so much information out there. You could go and collect it and have people learn. And in some ways, you're better off for that because I can tell you, we know through the unending amount of courses we've taken that some of them don't even update the information regularly enough. And so there's outdated information. So if you're relying solely on the other institutions to educate your team with the current choices out there, you likely are going to find yourself in a situation where you thought something was correct. And that training company hasn't updated the information in the past four to seven years. And so you have to be very careful about saying, just because I learned it in a class, does this information withstand today's case law? And, you know, and, and they put their disclaimers at the beginning of the course. So you still have to do heavy lifting. And as the agency principal or owner, make sure that you're keeping your team up to date specifically to what applies in your state. True that. All right. Uh, if you would like to send drink recommendations, Jordan at TotalCSR.com. If you would like to know why Justin always wears funny t-shirts, including your killing me smalls, but that one's not like a pun. That's that's just a Sandlot shirt. I know. But awesome. usually they're like puns. I know. I have more coming. Yeah. It's not very punny. Let's see what I did there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peace. It. Thank you, guys.